0: Welcome to Chucked. I'm Charles Braxton. This is Austin Charles with me. I like Chucked. I always like it when people called me Chuck instead of Charlie. Just for your information. Welcome to Chucked. My name is Charles Braxton. I'm with Austin Charles. Hello. We are father son. We are co workers. We are Cavs fans. Very excited about the upcoming finals. What are your thoughts, Austin? I feel the Cavs have a better chance than the two to one favorite Warriors. People are giving them
1: a chance to uh, have to win it. What do you think? My prediction is Cavs and six. I think All they right. lose. They win one in Golden State, two at home, losing Golden State, winning at home, game six.
0: I I think they match up better. The question will be how much do they have to adjust their defense that they have had on Curry and had great success in the past Mm -hmm. uh, because of Durant's presence. We shall see, but that's exciting. The French Open has started – that's exciting. I just love the pounding on the clay and the dirt and uh, very excited about maybe a Djokovic-Nadal meeting at some point. I think they semifinals. are they in the same bracket. It yeah, It'll be in the semifinals. The Indianapolis 500 was Sunday, which is the beginning of summer for me, which I it was a great race. Takuma Sato won. So it's a great time of year. And it's a time of year. It's the week of the Memorial Golf Tournament. We should be... Uh, if you're a golf fan, focusing on that, but the news with Tiger Woods has dominated at least the golf headlines in recent days. He was arrested Monday morning at 3 a.m. under driving under the influence. Since that initial news report, it was revealed that he had two flat tires and damage to the front of the car. He was he was very very. Um, under effect. And uh, it's it's just sad. I think that moment of seeing his mugshot uh, was a very seminal moment in the arc of his life and career. Just Stunning for me and my generation, you know, I, you, you, there's the inevitable comparisons of LeBron and Michael Jordan. Well, there are the inevitable comp- comparisons of Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods, and you could just never see that happening to Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicholas. Different era, different context
1: and everything. What are your initial thoughts as we dig into this today? The first thing I thought of was, I don't know if you saw when SportsCenter broke the news, they airbrushed his hair to make it look not as messy. <laughs> What? <laughs> you got to look at the picture cuz you know in, in 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 the in the mugshot the untouched mugshot he must have been wearing a hat or something his hair was just kind of frizzy and it was everywhere and the sports center had a picture of his hair was nice and you know like it'd been slicked down wow <laughs> that's interesting cuz
0: you know I, to me my my assumption on that would be Mark Steinberg as agent that's the power they wield hmm. that would be my that would be my guess. Yeah. Clean that up. He couldn't clean up the eyes, though. Couldn't clean up the eyes. Yeah. He, was, he was
1: asleep at the wheel, I guess.
0: He was asleep at the wheel. Um, thought he had been playing golf in California. Hmm. He was coming from that, and and uh, if you don't know, he was actually in Jupiter, Florida.
1: Grew uh, up in California. Yeah,
0: but it's sad. It is. It is really tough. I, I think following the arc of our initial. Podcasts initial initial episodes. this story is so rooted in a father son relationship. Mm-hmm. It is rooted in the hunger for achievement. It's rooted in the American dream and it's rooted for me in some deeper issues. what are you, what is your initial from Austin McMahon's perspective? seeing tiger's again his arc of his life in in the public eye uh the son of a father that he emu- he, he i he just adored mm-hmm. and also had resentments toward that same father
1: mm-hmm.
0: give us your thoughts and feelings
1: i think Going off of what we spoke about last week, or at some point, I just referenced a undated podcast. So it was last week when we recorded it. But in the uh, in, in the theme the, of Back to the Future, it'll be
0: three weeks uh, from now it's when, gonna, you it. Be in month, when you hear a month when you
1: hear the uh, podcast on writing one's the narr- Twin Pines
0: Mall is now the Lone Pine <laughs> Mall when you hear this podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah, her, the uh, the uh, podcast we had on writing one's narrative and. Um, I think when a break comes in one's life, you know, it's, it's shocking at first, no matter who it is. When when we heard the news on Tiger Woods, it was, you know, like in in 2009 when he got his car smashed in and all the affairs came out in the open. Um, It's, it's shocking. But then when you read this ESPN article that I have in front of me that I'm kind of reading through um, as I'm doing this, it, it, you read through it all, and it just seems so obvious and inevitable. And, of course, that happened. When you see the arc of his life, the the intensity, the pace at which it was going, this how he, through the, the article... The sheer
0: combustion, right? Mm-hmm. Like the internal... And, and, and how
1: he just he, he gravitates towards childlike things and, um, you know, how of, of comic book heroes and, and things he loved as a kid that he still can't get a, really get away from. He's just obsessed with... Um, I think you see that, you know, you you just it just makes sense when you look at my when I look at my own life. You know, it was a breaking point, shocking. Yeah, it shocked at first, but then you step back a little ways and you start to look at your own narrative, and you go, "Wow, that makes total sense." The pace at which I was going, at what I came from, it makes total sense. Who I am now, or who I was then, or what I could be, or and I think. I think you see that in Tiger, you know, in this this father-son relationship they have. There's so many things everything Tiger Woods is about is one of the is one extreme or the other. Desperately sprinting to be like his father and and just urgently just trying to run away from sprinting away from everything his father was, you know. Cuz you know he he just he just abhorred the the um, his his father's sexual behavior and promiscuity throughout his whole career. His father kind of it seems like it kind of used his career to. Yeah. I'm Earl. Yeah. I'm, I'm Earl Woods, Tiger's dad. And uh, and obviously, it became something Tiger couldn't avoid. Right.
0: If we do not leave father and mother, we end up becoming father and mother. Mm-hmm. We do. We're still living under that idealization of that role that we might we might possibly become that his infatuation with the military clearly was rooted in that Um, i remember reading hank haney's book on tiger the big miss and in it the astounding inability to understand on hank haney's part why tiger totally jeopardized his career just to do SEAL training, at which he tore his ACL. His mm. ACL was not torn at playing golf. It was torn during uh, some some mock SEAL training. And, you know, that, that was just incredulous to Hank Haney. Why would you give this up? You're on pace to become the greatest golfer of all time. And you can't, I, you know, I don't think you can say that now. I think longevity is a huge part of greatness and excellence. Mm-hmm. And and he had a run that was 10 years of extraordinary, that 10 years was the greatest of all time, I believe, but it can't match Jack's 30, mm-hmm. you know, it's 25, 30 years. And
1: it shows how important it is to understand someone's perspective because Tiger, you know, Everyone looking at Tiger, except for Tiger, his golf career in that ten that decade that he spent as one of the the most maybe the most dominant decade of professional sports history. Yes, um, exactly. That it was so normal to him, and was such a you know it was a desire, it was a focus, but it it wasn't his his priority. His priority was his father, probably, and so to Tiger. Pursuing the military, um, which I guess his dad had told him when he was a child, you either can be a special ops soldier or you can be a golfer. You got to pick. Um, was his way of maybe atoning for that relationship or just finding out that mystery of of his father, that relationship, um, uh, proving to his father that he was both things, that he could, you know, whatever it was, that was top priority. And so someone like King Kane, you know, it just shows how, how important it is to anything in any relationship to understand who with the people we're dealing with, what are their priorities? Not that we will empathize with them, but that we at least understand at a you know cognitive level I understand where they're operating from and where they're trying to get to yeah,
0: what in hiring in it's it's critical. I've learned the hard way what's driving a person? Don't be impressed by their resume, but investigate what is their motivation what. Mm-hmm. Is really driving. They may be great, but the pathology behind that greatness will eventuate in the destruction of the self, if not the organization, the team, etc. And and you know, great things are done out of great wounding and emptiness, right? Mm-hmm. And I. Believe now, looking back, that's true of Tiger. There's so many ways I could go with this. I want to. I want to do a little bit of exposition on this from my perspective, and then get your thoughts from your own journey, my journey, and revisiting somewhat the father-son relationship in 1965. A Jewish rabbi by the name of Joseph Joseph he wrote a book called The Lonely Man of Faith. And in it, he talked about in the creation account, there are really two atoms, so to speak. This is from David Brooks in his book, The Road to Character. And he argued that these uh, represent the two opposing sides of our nature. He called them Adam 1 and Adam 2. In our language, Adam 1 is the Tiger Woods we have seen publicly, career-oriented, ambitious side of our nature. It is the external resume Adam. Adam one wants to build, create, produce, win, discover, high status, but Adam two is the internal Adam. Adam two wants to embody moral qualities Adam too wants to have a serene inner character, a quiet but solid sense of right and wrong, not only to do good, but to actually be good. Adam too wants to love intimately, he wrote, to sacrifice self in the service of others, to live in obedience to some transcendent truth, to have a cohesive inner soul that honors creation and one's own possibilities." While Adam One wants to conquer the world, Adam Two wants to obey a calling to serve the world. Adam One is creative, savors his own accomplishments. Adam Two sometimes renounces worldly success and status for the sake of some sacred purpose. And what's interesting about it is, um, he says, while Adam One's motto is success, Adam Two sees life as a moral drama. His motto is charity, love, and redemption. And we constantly live in the tension of these two atoms, mm-hmm. because Adam atom One is not bad. We need to function in Adam one, to grow, to produce, to to be fruitful and multiply, to have dominion over the earth, right? But I what I what I think it's interesting is you'll never reconcile these these two atoms, right? But what he says is if you just pursue Adam one, you'll become an animal. Mm-hmm. You'll be, you, you become, it, it, what it, you, you gain the whole world and you forfeit your soul. You forfeit your Adam two. From your writer perspective on that, um, seeing how, I mean, both of us are very competitive people. We see how we could have gone down that path. He calls it the shrewd animal, self-preserving creature, adept at playing the game, who turns everything into a game. That's what Adam 1 will do. I could have so easily gone down that path, making gazillions of dollars just beating people, being beaten, Mm -hmm. but even the beating that I take becomes a fuel to beat more people. Mm -hmm. And you are... Unfortunately, a person the apple didn't fall far from the tree on that one. You're very competitive as well. Your thoughts. Again, that's a brief yeah. really summary of it even though
1: it's somewhat lengthy. I wonder if the, the struggles that happens in living a season of Adam 1 or 2 is in Adam 1 it is the this the struggle that and the pain that comes from that is the is the soul Kind of crying out that this is not how we are meant to live, and that is why it, achievement is so and success is so empty. And then I wonder if the struggle of Adam two is is that. did I getting those right? Adam one is the achievement Adam one is the producer. Yeah, okay. Adam two. Yeah, at the, moral quality. At Adam two, the struggle there is is the is that faithfulness without fruit, which a lot of times faithfulness is is there's, there's not a lot to see from it. you know. I say at Adam one, I think you get that instant like you're seeing mm-hmm. good things, and that delayed gratification of Adam two, the struggle is and the pain is that I don't know. Is that it's all based on faith and obedience and patience and. Um, virtues that grow the spirit, and and that's where the pain is there. And that that Adam one life is calling it. To, let's just go prove to people. Let's just go wow people. And let's go achieve and let's um, let's go succeed. Um, they both tug on the other one, is what I hear. Mm-hmm. I, what I see in my life. What I hear in other people's lives. So I got a speaking great timing. I got a great text from a friend last night. We were. Um, We had a a discourse of long texts going back and forth. Uh, I won't say his name, but uh, he says, While I'm at it, achievement is the biggest bullshit word ever. Achievement is internal. I wish the word didn't exist. If I had a dollar for every time someone told me that I was a high achiever, I'm killing it. I have life by the balls. It's a useless and stupid word. I don't do what I do to get a pat on the back. And in most cases... The people telling me these things don't have significant knowledge in what I'm doing. Achievement and happiness is defined within ourselves. I haven't found my day-to-day purpose yet, but the more I think about it, pray about it, act upon it, the more I think that my purpose is to build and create something awesome that helps others and connects their lives to a purpose. Someone that it's well said. You know, I think that. You know, as you've talked, you, you speak about really very well this, this moral compass, This, this um, like our conscience is the greatest thing God gave us. And when we're, and when we're just living achievement, Adam one, we're betraying our conscience, and that's where that struggle comes from. Why am I getting everything I want in life? And it's just the more I get it, the more I just feel terrible.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, again, to quote Richard Rohr on that, his language is the true self journey that comes from the false self emptiness. His point, and I think his his point is very valid that it's so fresh, that he says you'll never really get to true self if you don't just go for it with your false self. Mm-hmm. You have to some extent to have that true conversion, experience the emptiness of getting everything your false self wanted. Mm-hmm. And then you go, Wow that's not it. And that's when you're ripe for conversion. Nobody can preach you into that. I think he's right. Uh, Brooks said, the confrontation between Adam 1 and Adam 2 is not a problem you can permanently solve. It is a tension you must intentionally confront so that Adam 2 becomes the dominant energy in your character. How does Austin McMahon make it so that Adam two is the dominant energy, I think of that quote I've used a lot. Two nature's beat within my breast, the one is foul, the other blessed, the one I love, the one I hate, but the one I feed will dominate. I don't mm-hmm. hate my Adam one part. I actually have learned to not be shamed because of it, but I don't want it to dominate. I could become that shrewd animal so quickly it would it would shock you. Mm-hmm. How does Austin McMahon today reiterate again? how you're growing in Adam 2, to make that, in his words, I love that, the dominant energy in your character.
1: The first thing that comes to mind is Alcoholics Anonymous says, we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it, so I don't forget Adam 1 and and how that looks in my life so that I can, I know when... um, so i can efficiently address it and, and you know take maintenance on it and i don't have to really wound family or myself and then have someone pointed out to me which sometimes happens but it, it, and i can still grow from it um
0: like how you wounded me on the golf on the uh, tennis court this morning six two six
1: two. yeah <laughs> Let me point out to you how wounding that is to How my wounding ego. though is my is Adam 1 <laughs> is just not
0: feeling very good right now.
1: I haven't dropped a set in a week. And no, it's just, been longer than that. And and I, it's I been and longer so than the other that. so a couple of days ago I, we I won 6 3 7 5 7 6 in a tie break and this in the tie break I was down 6 2 and 1 7 oh, uh, 7 6 man. but um or 8 6 and um I think you know as I told you to, to kind of give people it image of our Adam oneness uh, you know I, I was i was very animated on the court uh-huh not just not in and, and i, <laughs> Some I don't, would I don't, call it gloating i don't but i'm not gonna go there i don't just okay. get animated when i'm playing poorly it's it's in the is in the success of of you know that exertion of you know winning and and we so we were going on about it when our family was over for memorial day and uh, about ha- my animation and um and you know, I, I said, you know, if you spent your whole life at every age getting beat at every sport you mean I didn't by the let same you win? person. Never. <laughs> and then you finally found that one thing. And you're pretty equal. And that's the other thing. Like it, it'd be one it wouldn't be fun if, if I was far ahead of you. You know, and I'm beat but like the, far ahead But the fact that we're pretty equal here and I'm and I'm and I'm doing it, it is you know, it's it's great. It's it's great and, um, I'm glad I can you make know, your Adam One feel better. But uh Yeah. You're uh, earning it because I was grinding.
0: I was grinding, man. (laughs) I was grinding. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Let me close with this. Um, I think this is just brilliant what David Brooks says about the person for whom Adam too is the dominant energy. Occasionally, even today, you come across certain people who seem to possess an impressive inner cohesion, they are not leading fragmented scattershot lives. They have achieved inner integration. They are calm, settled and rooted. They are not blown off course by storms. They don't crumble in adversity. Their minds are consistent and their hearts are dependable. Their virtues are not the blooming virtues you see in smart college students. They are the ripening virtues you see in people who've lived a little and have learned joy and pain. Sometimes you don't even notice these people because while they seem kind and cheerful, they also are reserved. They possess the self-effacing virtues of people who are inclined to be useful but don't need to prove anything to the world. Humility, restraint, reticence, temperance, respect, and soft self-discipline. They radiate a sort of moral joy. They answer softly when challenged harshly. They are silent when unfairly abused. They are dignified when others try to humiliate them, restrained when others try to provoke them, but they get things done. I like the verb, the
1: ripening. Yeah. You know, I think of like a banana. You know, the more brown it gets, the, the, the browning of a banana are the antioxidants coming out, which are obviously it's a substance that's good for you. Mm-hmm. But it also gets sweeter, too. Yeah. You know, there's this, there's this like, there's this rich substance of the ripening that's nutritional, side, but then there's just the, there's also the pleasure side of just, it's sweet, too, this ripening.
0: As I read that, I think, again, as you're saying that in Galatians 6, the Apostle Paul said, if, if you live to please the Spirit from the Spirit, you'll reap eternal life. Not, that doesn't mean you live to please the Spirit, you're going to earn your way to heaven, it's eternal life is an eternal quality to your life. The antioxidants start emerging. -hmm. The sweetening, the browning of life—the wine becomes richer, you know, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And um, if you focus on Adam too as the dominant energy, uh, you'll you'll reap the sweet fruit of that. Tiger Woods is listening to this today. What do you
1: say to him? I would—I'd probably tell him that there is no rock bottom. That when he thinks he can't go lower, he he will. Um, I've I've seen that in myself, and I've seen that in everyone else. That incarceration and and disease is not rock bottom. Um, loss of family, loss of a bank account number is not rock bottom. Um, whenever you think you, you you can't go lower, you will. And then what? How desperate are you? I mean, what you know, like we said, what what do you really want? And to have a change of life, one has to cease to their recovery, as as the drowning sees to the life raft, as it says in the twelve and twelve of AA. So, um, how bad do you want it? How free do you want to be? And are you ready for that? And because we don't change until the pain to stay the same is greater than the pain to change. Mm-hmm. I hope some of our assumptions we've made in this are
0: wrong, that he doesn't have a pain-killing dependency. It seems to point in that direction. But if that is the case, he possibly will become the face of some of this pain-killing epidemic. And uh, may that be his moment of clarity. I hope God puts the right people in his path, as he has done for so many of us and, and um uh, we hope that this episode of Chucked, while more sobering, is also insight into a path you can take today to make Adam two the dominant energy of your character.
1: Cavs and six. Hey, Chuck listeners, rate this five stars and then tweet at me at Morning underscore Smooth. That is S M. O O V E. And maybe, who knows, I'll tweet back at you.